Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders live mm-hmm. at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Gentlemen, it was a tight one. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of you may be at home sweating that one out, but the Cardinals <laughs> did in fact lose to the Atlanta Falcons on a last-second field goal by the final score of 20 to 19. We'll talk about draft implications, where the Cardinals could potentially pick next week after the finale, but Bo Brock Initial takeaways from a game that, like Tampa, was very competitive. I mean, I think this game had everything that you wanted as an Arizona Cardinals fan. It's, you didn't get to see D-Hop play. Obviously, Kyler was lost a couple games ago for the mm-hmm. season. Yep. Uh, but to see a fourth, your fourth starting quarterback in four weeks go out there and compete, you like to root for a guy like David Blau, yep. but only to an extent, right? You got to see Trey McBride have his best game as a pro, seven catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, but also you got to see Arizona Cardinals maintain at least their draft stock uh, in going into the 2023 draft. But look, it was you saw the team fight, and they continue to fight, and they're going to fight until the final whistle of the NFL season next week in Santa Clara against the 49ers, and you have to respect that. You do. I think uh, being in the locker room in these locker room situations before, uh, you went out, you gave your best, even though you didn't have all your best players. You fought hard. You tried to put yourself in the best position to win. Um, one or two plays here just cost the Cardinals a, a, a loss. Um, it's going to be a long, pl- a long, a long <laughs> plane ride home yeah. uh, for the guys, uh, especially for Cliff and, and company. And that, that 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 entails the entire coaching staff. You try to put together a game plan that, that you can walk away with a win, but you just came up short. And uh, unfortunately, from one player being in the locker room, it's a tough ride. But also as a fan on the outside now looking in, it's um, – it's still disappointing because you you still didn't get what you want. Well, I think like Jalen Blair said in the chat, you know, a beautiful loss. If you could take something away from this is that yeah. the team competed, That's yeah. true. right? And I think That's that true. at the same time also they knew what it was. As both said, their fourth starting quarterback mm-hmm. of the season, they knew that they had minimal expectations. So to, div- to see David Blau go out there, to see Trey McBlyde do some good things, to see J.J. Watt get over, you know, 10 and a half sacks for the season. Jalen uh, Thompson, I think you said, Bo, his third year having over 100 tackles yeah. at, at the safety positions. Not necessarily a good thing, but there is some positivity yeah. that you could take from it. Yeah. And, Johnny, as you mentioned, it didn't impact their, you know, d- draft. They're, they are where they are right now. That's right. And we're going to have an updated draft board here in a little bit uh, pertaining to where the Arizona Cardinals stand. The Denver Broncos, it looks like, are not going to be able to upend the Kansas City Chiefs, which is unfortunate. Looks like that game is final. Kansas City 27, Denver 24. But you live to fight. Fight another day for the Cardinals with a lot of implications heading into the final week. Who's going to be resting players? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be playing their full roster? Cardinals have to go to Santa Clara to face maybe the best team in the NFC, fighting for playoff standings and seeding. That's going to be a tough toll to add. a tall task to ask mm-hmm. from Cliff Kingsbury and company. I want to go back to this game quickly, Bo, if I can. 
this team, the Cardinals, outgained Atlanta in total yards. They had, by and large, less penalties, right? They didn't have a true turnover in the game. They had mm -hmm. a blocked punt. And they still found a way to loss. That's got to be disheartening for Cliff Kingsbury. If you would have told him before the game, listen, David Blau is going to throw for over 200 yards and a touchdown. James Conner is going to have five yards of carry and 80 yards, mm -hmm. right over 100 total yards of offense. Trey McBride is going to explode for his best game as a pro. And you still lose? Yeah. That's disheartening. Yeah. I mean, that's just this team. Like, bad teams find a way to lose, right? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we joke, you know, tongue-in-cheek. You know, we sweated this one out as far as Cardinals fan and wanting to have highest draft pick possible after such a brutal season. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this team continually and this coaching staff continues to find ways not to get it done. Six straight losses. And if you look at those six straight losses, I mean, there was the blowout on Monday night in Mexico City. That one was really never close after halftime. And then you had, you know, a, a tight loss to the Chargers right mm -hmm. at the buzzer. You yep. had the two-point conversion where Staley shows, you know, his testicular fortitude there, right, as right. far as the yeah. size of his, his manhood. And then you've got the <laughs> Patriots, you know, kind of coming back and, and beating you on Monday night football. And yep. then you've got the Broncos loss that was tight at halftime. And then this Christmas uh, collapse against Tom yeah. Brady and the Bucks. It's just like you've had chances, you've ha had leads, you haven't been able to hold on to them, and it's just it's the story of this franchise. I feel like since last December, yeah. I think we're officially at twenty games really since then. Yeah, and they're they've only won five of those. It's just not enough. Five and fifteen is that? What yeah, it is? I think this in this fan base is is ready for change, and you know with with more losses as they pile up, continue to pile up. I think the the likelihood of that. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. Touching on B's comment. Look, you're absolutely right, man. He's, he basically was talking about as a fan, you know, tanking doesn't feel good. You watch the team go out right. and play the guys in the locker room. Yeah. They want to go out and fight. You're absolutely right. The guys never pay attention to the tanking aspect. They go out and play depending on who's ever out there. Of course, if you had looked and said, you know, I still got Colt and I got Trey McSorley at the beginning of the week, and then you bring David Blau and say he's going to be my quarterback. That, and no D-Hop. And no D-Hop, that definitely feels like, hey, we're doing something that we— I feel like coincidence. Right. This is very uh, coincidental. But in, in regards to, you know, watching what's taking place, it's you're absolutely right, man. Bad teams find a way to lose, and that's unfortunately what we're taking place right now. The uh, fourth quarter cliff, maybe that is strike. Maybe it did strike again. Maybe the way we called plays a miss. I can't say that because I think the guys played hard. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he's on the back end of just getting that. <laughs> he's getting the notoriety of not being able to, to finish a game and walk away with the dub, and that's 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 just what's happened uh, this year as well as in, uh, in, his, in his career. I want to mm. just make a quick point here to everybody who is saying it's tough to root for the teams to lose. I'm with you. That I yeah. never want to see yeah. the Cardinals do poorly. Johnny didn't act like it. And, <laughs> like, hang on. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> the biggest Falcons test, your, tells today. Us, test yourself this. You're watching today's game. How many of these players are going to be on the team next year in all reality? Probably not many, right? How many are going to be carrying the weight and the water of this franchise 25, 30, give or take. 30, I, 30 32. I, I, I would the, say it could 60. be lower than that. New GM head coach may clean house entirely. And if you're sitting here in a position, I just want everybody to put their GM hats on for a second, and you have the opportunity to entice a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh or whomever mm -hmm. with a clean slate and a draft pick. I know there's not a huge difference between three and seven, but there is in the grand scheme of things. You're in a you're in the driver's seat for a lot of different options yeah. the higher your pick is. And again, I, I'm not sitting here wishing ill will on David Blau and company, but David Blau's not gonna be part of this football team next year. Shit. Hell, it's Cole McCoy's not gonna be part of this team. Corey Shit. Clements having a ham sandwich with this franchise. Right. He won't be back. So again, they they competed hard. I give them credit. And here's the one thing Cliff Kingsbury can say in interviews this offseason. 
his team did not quit on them. Are they effective? Hell no. Do they make good adjustments? No. Right. But they did not pull a Nate Hackett and just say, Cliff, we don't respect you. We're done. We're quitting. They compete, but they're just, they're, they've run out of time. Yeah, with I think Cliff. that's a testament to this locker room, right? Yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's got to be appealing for whoever, you know, is going to be a candidate potentially for this team, right? I mm -hmm. think that you, that's appealing to see, hey, some of these guys, some of these guys that are going to remain on this roster, and there's what, 30 plus. You know, free agents that are going to be impending for the Cardinals, but yeah. there's guys like Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, Jalen Thompson, guys that are left that have made it to this part of the season without suffering a season-ending injury, like Buddha and Zach Allen potentially, and Byron Murphy. And it's really unfortunate, but these guys are are playing their asses off. Yeah, the credit are. to them. And you know, if, if it's not Sean Payton, you know, if it's not Jim Harbaugh, if it's not D'Amico Ryan, whoever it might be, is going to be able to turn on the film and say, okay, these guys, you know. Like what Vance said last mm -hmm. week, and he told me in the press conference, it wasn't because guys had quit. It's kind of like a warning, like, hey, there's two more games of film. We want to make sure that you guys aren't going to put bad performances out there yeah. by, by not guys, giving them max per effort. I, I've been in those situations. Yeah. I mean, from the teams that I've played on with the Cardinals, I mean, we weren't in favorable positions. I remember going into the, the draft with Larry Fitzgerald and the Minnesota Vikings and the impact of that game. And just your state of being is just you want to go out there. You're not even thinking about because everyone in the in the press and media is talking about the draft pick and the implication and who you're going to get and the impact that it has. But Bo, to your point, as a player, you're worried about the next play, showing up on film, putting a great work out there because that is your your resume. How you play is your resume. So regardless, there's as I said a little bit earlier, there's victories you know, within the game, small victories within the game. So I know it has contextually, Johnny, a, a huge macro impact because, you know, where you could be being number four versus number eight is a big difference, right, in the grand scheme of things in terms of the value and equity at, at that draft position. But if, the, if you ask a player, they're trying to win that football game. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, Frank, as we talked about, maybe ill-equipped a little bit with mm -hmm. the changes that happened, throwing David Blau. I commend David Blau for going in yeah. there and playing like he did, you know, considering the circumstances and showing command, showing confidence. I mean, and, and it seemed like they opened up the playbook with him as well, going under center, doing some bootlegs, going pistol, you know, different different personnel options for him. Yeah. So he looked comfortable, and I think, I think he – to me, he in one game he outplayed Tr Trace McSorley, and I, I mean agree that's with that. that's yeah. solely what the game yeah. is about. If it's about evaluating, he played well today. Look, when you look at what Cliff was able to do today compared to what he was able to do last week with Trace, it's, it's, it's a night and day night and day offensive performance. Um, and it wasn't just because they played a different team. I think it was just because the actual play of the quarterback and David Blau. He he did absolutely well. And also we saw our boy Trey McBride show up. Trey McBride showed up and actually did he did his job well. He was effective today. Um, and he's only getting better. One of the comments Jose said talked about earlier in the chats was that he he named names JJ Jalen Thompson, you know guys Maje Sanders, uh, the, yeah. the, pretty much pretty much the defensive side of the ball. Those guys went out and ball. They gave a they gave a hundred percent effort yeah. today, and they just came up short. That's the sad part. That's the part about the game that's extremely tough for the player as well as the fan. Look, we 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 we, we think about that one play that could have changed the game, mm -hmm. and then we can look back and think about that the same way. And um, there's just um, the guys went out and fought, and that's, you can't be mad about that because I think that you look at where we were at before this before this game, we saw the personnel that we had going into this game, and those guys came out but, and fought. But and guys, I, I want to throw this to you because because Arizona Animal I think threw it in the chat, and you know there, there's there's layers to this right because yeah. we always know that Cliff 
goes to the quarterback and says, hey, what are you comfortable with? You know, in, in terms mm -hmm. of the, the game plan and, and the plays mm -hmm. that he's going to call. And Arizona Animal threw in the chat and said, where were these plays all year? Mm. Yeah. So do you think it's a situation where Kyler's not comfortable? I just think Atlanta's not very good. Okay. That, to me, okay. like you're watching Atlanta and their front seven, I would argue, has less talent than Arizona's. And I, I, I put Arthur Smith, even though it sounds like he's going to keep his job, on the same level as Cliff Kingsbury. I think these two, two teams are very much comparable, but Atlanta has more of a culture of being able to run the football effectively. But I, I, we watched that first half, guys, together, and it's like there's a reason Atlanta's five and ten. You know, your their defense is terrible, and the Cardinals are missing, you know, DBs left and right. And I, I thought they. But did I mean, the Cardinals aren't that far away from. Them. Right. I mean, they're worse. No, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you know I, I, mean? I don't. That's why I don't put too much stock in the success of the team today. I, in I terms would say of like scheming things open and how like. But I think it's more of like Cliff being like, hey, this guy is just happy with the opportunity. I'm going to I'm going to call whatever I want. And I think do you think maybe it's hindered with Kyle? Like, no, I don't want to Maybe. Do but I mean, no. it feels like well, a moot point. This point. Well, yeah, I, I would say this. Too. I think that Cliff, when you have a when you have a quarterback that, you know, 100 percent is a, is a pocket passing quarterback, you know what you're getting. You know how to call your plays because you know. Cause well, we've it, seen similar play but, calling with Colt. But and and, that, you know and, that's, I mean? and that's what it is. When you see that, you know exactly what you're getting uh, timing wise. You don't really have to worry about too much, Bo. I think you just you look at it. You look at your playbook. You call you call your plays as you as you know it to be because you know what's going to keep the chains moving down a distance. What they're doing defensively against you offensively, and I think that's it, it allows you to flow a little differently than you would with, with, yeah, with Kyler because you know. When I, if I call a play that's where we need three yards and a, we need we need just three yards, mm -hmm. and he's out there holding the ball and moving left and right and sliding in the pocket and starting to run around, and then that says that changes the narrative when it, technically it had been a one two three throw the ball, yeah. and I think that's a little different. Look, David looked David looked sharp today, Com considering what you know play here play there. He looked pretty sharp and he, and, he, and he made it work. Um, you know, when you when you look at it, it only took him one week or ten, what, sixteen days to kind of figure out this offense yeah. and get out there and play. He played good, and I I can't be mad at what he did, and I can't be mad at the play calling from what 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 we saw. We just we just came up happy short. at what he didn't do and get that sure. dub. Right, <laughs> I, I I would call it more like admirable, right? Yeah, I'm not. You just got respect. Yeah. I'm you not. Respect I'm not show that tape yeah. to 31 other sure. teams this offseason and say, look, get a six, job. 16, 17 days. I've been with this sorry ass franchise Cardinals that were. Headed to a top three pick, I made them competitive. I picked up the offense fast. I didn't make mistakes, and he did it. He no, had he a couple of high throws, but he outplayed Trace McSorley. I'll eat all the crow. Maybe they looked at David Blau in practice. They he had to have and said Trace McSorley. Well, that's where you go. <laughs> all right, that's, Trace McSorley has been on the NFL roster all season. Don't give me this sarcastic. I mean, don't give me this sarcastic clap. What are we? Are we? Are we, are we, the Colts? Are, we giving, are we going like with the? They won the the division. Banner up there, like fourth place finish. No. I mean, it, yeah, he played admirable. People keep receipts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they should. Yeah, they do. The As they should. We appreciate it. Hold us yeah. accountable. Like, we're trying to hold this organization accountable. But And, and you have to appreciate that the team, as in, in kind of echoing what we've been saying, is it played hard in a loss that can only continue to build the case against this coaching staff, this front office, yeah. and keep, case uh, keep the status Close quo it. as far as the, uh, the draft pick or even improve it. And then you've got this offense, as I, ju I just tweeted this out, five of the last six games under 20 points. And I know you've been doing that without yeah. your, your ones, right, for the yeah. most part. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, this, your, your coach is offensive-minded. You can't, you can't find a way. One you touchdown can't find today. A way. 
Yeah. Muay Thai In, injuries, guys. Doubles out of injuries. Injuries were a big part of it, for sure. Mm. But you saw that defense you saw that graphic? That with Atlanta, right? You saw this, this defense that has A.J. Terrell and who else? You know, it wasn't. I mean, we, no, we, saw, a, we saw firsthand with the Chargers. They this was an evenly matched team. Hobble team, and they're going yeah. to the playoffs. But so. this was an evenly matched team. We, we, yeah, we're this, we're two apples. We're two apples, man. And, but a lot right. of the games have been competitive, Frank. A lot of the games yeah. have been comp- Recently, competitive. Recently, and that's a com- that's a compliment to the locker room guys, leaders saying we're not going to quit, we're going to battle. Fair but enough. but man, like this is a results league. You're either winning or yeah. you're out on your ass, and that is unfortunately what's going to happen to too many of these guys because they just you you you're four and six, and now you suddenly look up and you're four and twelve. Let me let me that you're, you're getting shit canned. Let me ask you with this, Johnny. Derek said something earlier, and he said in the chat, he said, "Hey, I've been." You know, I, I was at Sun Devil Stadium, mm-hmm. but I was there too with you, and I went through three head coaches. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I went through three head coaches, four offensive coordinators, and 12 quarterbacks. So when you're losing, turnover. You need to make, you need to, yeah, you need, you need, <laughs> you you need gotta, to roll. You got you to shovel out what, you know, out with the old, in with the new. And today, as Bo mentioned, this only strengthened the case for yeah. Cliff Kingsbury, especially like San Francisco. They could win next week in San Francisco if, if the Niners play their twos and threes. We're, we're going to see. And we got all week to talk about that. But here's what I do want to yeah. talk about. I want to talk about the DraftKings player of the game, our king of the game, that being the one, the only Trey McBride. Crown him. Yes. Respect. Seven catches, 78 Fine. yards, a touchdown. That's, that's his first touchdown? Yeah, it was his yeah. first touchdown. Man, Big number 85 out of Colorado State. There you go. Gentlemen, we had questions throughout the year like, why mm-hmm. is he inactive? Why mm-hmm. isn't he getting you know catches in the passing game? Blah, blah, blah. And we said this on the halftime show. Silver lining, Zach Ertz's injury, terrible. Trey is making the most of his opportunities, albeit for a bad team. I think you're going to be able to pivot this momentum with whomever's coaching this team next year and say, 85, I got a plug-and-play starter that can be a plus pass catcher and run blocker, and it's somebody that both the Cardinals can now build around wholeheartedly. Absolutely, they should, and it's exciting for the first time, a position of such futility, right? Yep. Since they moved to the desert, we've seen the stat – at nauseum that they haven't had a hundred yard receiving tight end since 1989. There's people in this on, on this show right now, producer Emma, who wasn't even a, a glimmer in her parents' eye at that Damn. point. You know, years before. It's I mean, it's, it's too it's too far <laughs> removed. And Trey McBride, I, I got it. I'm going to say it right now. He's going to be the guy. To, to end that streak at some point. It's probably not going to happen next week against San Francisco. I agree with that, Bob. But it's going to happen next season at some point. Trey McBride. Yeah, big, he will. He's going to be exciting. Big, big, game for yeah. the kid. Uh, 23 years old, second-round pick. He was the Mountain West player of the game. He's shown why the Arizona Cardinals were uh, – they loved him. They loved what they saw from him. Uh, more good things outside of Troy McBride. How about some great food, drink, and atmosphere? Our friends over at Four Peaks. Frank's enjoying some Four Peaks. we got the Redbird Lager here. Of course, they've got their flagship. They've got the Kilt Lifter. They've got the Wow Wheat. They've got the Wow Wheat Light that Johnny thinks is a seltzer. It's delicious. It is delicious, regardless if you think it's a seltzer or if it's just a light beer. Do you, you got the Pumpkin Porter going into the new year. <laughs> you got all the beer you want. Check it out at their H Street Pub brewery in tempe or check it out at our phnx tea party going down just a couple weeks less than two weeks away january 13th join us 45 bucks per person to join uh the 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 links on the action on the links 160 bucks per foursome you can get your kids in for free under 10 gotta hang out with us watch the suns game that night they got the bays set up they got the tv set up they got the food the drink the merch the contests are going down the prizes will be won hopefully by you of course, find the link in the sh- description of the show. 
Join it. Reserve your spot right now. PHNX Tea Party brought to you by our friends over at Four Peaks. You can dabble at Four Peaks. You can dabble at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if you do. Not the spread, mind you, the outright money line bets. So take 5 bucks, go put it against one of the garbage teams in the NBA and make $150 in free bets only at DraftKings, only with our friends here uh, on our favorite gambling site. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Fire it up for Trey McBride, the DraftKings king of the game. Hopefully it's one of many that he will earn next year as a part of the PHNX Cardinals post-game show. We're going to keep this party rocking and rolling. Pour one out for the Cardinals not having a top six pick this year. It's happening. They are guaranteed to pick in the top six of next April's 2023 NFL draft. And speaking of drafts, bomb, boom, bam. Here are our draft standings. The Arizona Cardinals stay at four at four and 12. The Broncos, they got you excited. They could not cut cheese today. And then you got Chicago Bears, who did have a big fart in Detroit with <laughs> yeah. the Motor City gang. Um, good news, gentlemen. Cardinals are rocking and rolling. They cannot drop below the Atlanta Falcons. Basically, you know, if they win next week, worst case scenarios, they're at six. They continue to lose. We'll talk about the matchups. They could go as high as two next week. Everything breaks right. The Chicago Bears play a Vikings team that may be sitting people. The Denver Broncos, they've got a cupcake that we'll talk about here in a little bit that they face next week. So it is interesting, gentlemen. Bo Brock, you look at those standings. Mm-hmm. What are your initial reactions? Excitement. Yes. That's what I'm feeling. I'm not feeling cutting the cheese or bing, bang, booming. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling just some excitement that, you know, after eating a shit sandwich for 18 weeks, the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. the consolation prize is going to be a really good player. And if it's... If it's fourth overall, third overall, you got some quarterback hungry teams with a pretty decent QB class coming in that you can you can either turn into assets or you can just pick the best player available, Frank. So real quick, Houston needs a, Chicago needs a, and Denver needs a what? Houston, I think you could say Houston's that, a done deal. They need a quarterback. Right? They're locked in. Right. Houston's Chicago, a quarterback. Chicago can, can wheel a deal. Line. They can go or deep, or, deep, or, or outside Wide linebacker. Right. They need a lot of help. Wide out. Yeah, and then Denver. but they're going to have a lot of cap space too, so they can do some work on just, that just roster. Just quick, before. and then Denver. Yeah, Denver I mean, Seattle. Seattle is Denver, uh, so Seattle's still ahead of you because the quarterback be, or front yeah. seven. Yeah, okay. It yeah. sucks being behind Seattle because Seattle has you they're would assume defense. a lot of the same needs: D tackle, outside linebacker. Where you feel like Chicago, they could talk themselves into a tackle or a wide receiver. Um, but I mean, you would love to see Seattle try to get think they're so, so smart and the, the smartest team in the room and try to bet on Geno Smith another season when they have an. Opportunity. I don't think they get a quarterback there. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't, I don't think they do. I'm with I'm with Damian. I th- I think they're they think they are smart, right? And they'll yeah. they'll pass on a I mean, potential he, franchise. He is a Pro Bowler. I mean, we've seen crazier things happen because they got the that one year that they signed the Patriots QB and got drafted Russell Wilson and he started that At year. So. Castle, yeah. The yeah, Broncos yeah, Castle, right? get the Chargers next week, who very well could be sitting players. The Chargers can't win the AFC West, so it's just about seeding in wildcard purposes. They have to go to Denver to play the Broncos in the season finale. From what I saw today, if Justin Herbert doesn't play, mm-hmm. if they sit him in that game, we get the effort we got from the Broncos today. I think you can stamp your ticket to a top three pick. They're, they're playing for pride. We saw yep. Russell Wilson and, with an interim coach, and they changed the play caller. 
They were playing for pride. You saw his teammates stick up for him, why he has an office, why he has a parking space. We we support Russ. They're going to try to parlay that into a win because, yeah, it doesn't matter to them. They don't own their pick. It's going to Seattle. It doesn't matter if they they lose out. So there's some incentive there for the Broncos. You have to appreciate. You have to like that if you're a Cardinals fan, potentially. Yeah. Moving up to three, as high as two. Ooh, I'm getting giddy. Just I could see Chicago it. even moving down. I think somebody said that in the chat. Yeah. And getting the offensive lineman. You know yeah. what I mean? Somebody that's really QB hungry or something like Stay that. Stay local. Yeah. Kid from Northwestern, right? Yeah. Kid, yeah, that's a great point. But I think point. that they can move back, though. I think that they can move back mm-hmm. and still get him, you know, in the top 10, maybe. Yeah. And have someone that's really QB hungry get, get you know, move up at number two. Who would, I mean, like, here's the thing. Everybody rooting for a W today. I, I get it. You want to see your team do well. The Cardinals this season has been miserable. You deserve a blue chip prospect in the NFL draft. The Cardinals that we grew up with so many times would win meaningless games at the end of the year and go from like one to three to like 10 and miss out on blue chip prospects. It's the years where they like, hey, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, third overall or fourth overall. Hey, Patrick Peterson, fifth overall. Like I know they've botched the Levi Browns of the world, fifth Mm -hmm. overall. But man, they they win so many stupid games at the end of the year. Played in the Super Bowl. Who's that? Oh, Levi. (laughs) They pass over Adrian Peterson. It just, I have seen that script, and I thought we were going to get that script the last two weeks. And again, we're not rooting for losses here. Maybe we are. But but the Cardinals have positioned them now. You can go to somebody like Sean Payton, somebody like Jim Harbaugh, and say, here is my resume. My resume is a bunch of cash if you're Michael Bidwell. You got some you got some cash and free agency to dabble with. You got all your picks. And by the way, you got a top three pick. Cooper was seventh overall. Just Cardinals up there. Just a, he was a top ten pick, right? Wasn't he seventh overall? Yeah, and they, yeah, they, yeah. they screwed around at the end of that year and they won a game. Yeah. I mean, how do you think Atlanta fans feel today? I Not mean, great. Ooh, we took care of business at home against the Cardinals and we, we're six and ten now. We're God, they feel the, great. We're playing the wrong grade. <laughs> oh yeah, they feel great. I mean, look, a dub is a dub. Like you get Guys, this is seven days of like this is seven days of madness. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go through the pro. Let's just go through the process of a loss. The Cardinals are gonna come back home. They get the Sunday. Then Monday they'll come in, maybe check in and get their body and see what's going on. Get they check. Tuesday's an off day, but then that that whole week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday is a reset. You and your family got to reset. Your kids got to go to school. You got to go get a cup of coffee. Maybe go out and eat. No, I mean, it's a lot of shit, shit going on when you take an L. Like, an mm-hmm. L is a long way yeah. from the next opportunity. You know what, though? You they, they become too used to these L's. I see these L's <laughs> too much on the reg. It's just like picking up a check. Hey, I got an L this week because no, this man, team no, has won one home they're game. They're desensitized it, it, No, the they're not. They're wow. not because you know, your body. Is. No. Hey, Cliff is desensitized to every, the losses. Quick, Cliff says he never sees the mountains at his beautiful home sitting in Paradise uh, Valley. You know, he Bruce never you know what sees he does see? that. That's he sees an L. Hey, every week all i'm yeah, saying is that bruce arians would say work smarter not harder don't live at the facility you don't need to do that hey look and your boy got it your boy's amazing when he does your boy's amazing when he said that he's absolutely right i agree but he it should took, go home but, early but but it took him some time it took him some time to, to, figure to, to realize that you gotta delegate root for cliff kingsbury after he leaves the cardinals to have success <laughs> of course we will i won't because uh, I, at the end of the day he might be on somebody else what i mean i have i don't I want mean, how i look now. at it, i want everybody to win bro at the yeah. end of the day and you want Cliff Kingsbury and anybody who goes out there and represent the Arizona Cardinals organization on the football field to play well. This year has gone what it is. I think mm-hmm. everyone who's you know invested and cares about the team understands the implications of, hey, if they win a football game, this can change the directory of our draft picks. It really can. We see the guys out there. Yeah. I think Bo and Johnny do a great job of identifying 
you know, the, the potential, you know, uh, players that the Cardinals may select. And it's a huge difference between that getting that blue chip versus yeah. a, just yeah. a guy. I mean, we've seen that. You don't want to get a guy that you're going to, based on the system, the coaching that we have, a guy that you don't want to develop, right? You want to get a guy that regardless of if we call a stack blitz, a zone blitz, whatever, he's going to be in the backfield or yeah. he's going to be covering. Regardless of what's called, he's going to be making plays. And I think that you can get that being a top five pick. Animal, Animal in the chat says, I don't get it because I don't get the fan perspective. But I do because I'm a fan. Right. I'm here watching it. I, I really do. It's hard to I see. Mean, I, I would hope that on the helmet. Yeah. Take no, an L. No, Look, I mean, yeah, that's that's the point. It's it's I really well, here's the difference. We're competing. Right. I show up to work. Shit, this is I mean, this, that's not even, that doesn't even cross your mind. No. This is my job. It doesn't even cross your mind. I show mind. up to work. And so right now I'm I'm at work. Yeah. But I mean, I, I get the fact that look, I three and thirteen. Four and twelve, four three times. Yeah, five and six, five and twelve, five and eleven. Well, yep, five and eleven. I mean, I mean, think like about I, it, guys. Think, think, I'm going to put in perspective <laughs> for everybody. I'm going to put in perspective <laughs> for everybody. Think about it. Cardinal. You're you're at your job, right? And you're cheering to take an L to to get somebody to replace you. Right. What does that make sense? Like, I hope we lose the account. Like, no, <laughs> right? no, that's not happening. That's exactly. But, and there's there's a difference here. I mean, what, in Frank's point, your point as far as what the players put into this yeah. and then what they have to kind of take on post, you know, all, all the blood, sweat and tears that they put into it in a weekly basis. And then to take another loss of six, one yeah. in a row, that's brutal. And then this, I'm sure if they were to turn on this YouTube show and see a bunch of keyboard warriors, like like Johnny and myself, not you, you two excluded. I am a I warrior. Mean, rooting for losses. They're probably like, fuck these nerds, but that's fine. You know, you can separate it, right? Yeah, we don't, we don't that's a great thing about America. Yeah, but, but, but this will happen. But this is what happens. I will say this here though. Like because because we're because we're competitive, I think the mentality doesn't really allow us to sit back and say I can't. We're playing oh, the long game. Well, man. I'm saying, but we but you we don't. I don't think I can't. I I don't think like this one guy is gonna make the difference. I have to look at my team. I have to look at seven sixteen weeks. I I have to look at da da comes in. I have to look at okay da's Heisman Trophy. Okay, so what what are the what 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 are we gonna do with da? We brought da in, and then we realized da ain't playing. Why da is not playing? He was up for the Heisman. So as a player, I'm trying to figure out why DA is not playing. You ask, why is number 45? Yeah, Dennis Gardeck. Why is Dennis Gardeck playing? And, and you try to figure out why why is he playing over with MyJ Sanders? Well, Dennis Gardeck just got a new contract. That's right. And so since he got a new contract, he got money. So there's more money on the line for Dennis Gardeck to play. And the, and the guy that signed him has to prove why he's playing. So the mentality changes. They're investing. I, I'm on both sides of the fence because I, I understand it both. I understand it now, but we just left a game. Some guys just took a nail. Yeah, we're, we're still gonna get a draft pick. We're gonna we're in the, we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a top draft pick in the top ten. Mm. Shit, there's a hundred and ten division <laughs> division one colleges. You telling I, me they're not at least twenty five to fifty five to seventy five guys that can fucking play football? That's Excuse the, my language. That's I the beauty of the NFL. And here's, <laughs> what, here's what I say. I apologize. You don't have to apologize. Well, for I, for that one, that was here's, that, here's not effing. I apologize. Here, we didn't need to effing. And it's y'all. That's be that Saul Bookman rant. That's that Saul Bookman status. I'll be a hypocrite here. I love the NFL most because unlike the NBA and Major League Baseball, you can't deliberately tank. Like guys are going to try. Now mm -hmm. the Cardinals, maybe they tried to manipulate the roster this week. Maybe not. So really I, I get that. Maybe yes, hundred percent they did. Tankathon is on. But what I will say is this: this team, you cannot give Michael Bidwell, assuming he's not manipulating the roster, any kind of false hope that this team right. is best led by Cliff Kingsbury with meaningless wins against Tampa and Atlanta and maybe yeah. San Francisco. You can't try to put a gloss over this. 
you know, 1979 Toyota Tercel or whatever it is with a new, yeah, with a new paint job, right? And say, hey, we're good. This this can last us no two. It's going to drive though. No, it breaks down on the interstate. (laughs) You're on, you know, whatever it is. As soon as you get on the interstate. Yeah, that's right. And so you need to go to the dealership and you need to write a fat check for for one Sean Payton and drive it off a lot because unlike a brand new, you know, Corvette, Sean Payton actually his value goes up when he yeah. leaves the lot unlike uh you know and, and everything a, a regular saying, car like, they're saying this, this team stinks you're absolutely right yeah we, we just we we do stink i think we everyone acknowledges and that, it's simple yeah that but, but that's like, that's that's like but that's the truth we we do stink and there's nothing that you can do if, if you don't have the players to play which we, this is why i'm this is why i go back now watch this flip on the side of a fan you need players you need the players to come in. You well, need what, what we got ain't working. And, and what we got <laughs> don't work. So where we are right now, I agree. We need the top ten. We need losing, the top. losing players and losing coaches lose. Well, and yeah. the Cardinals are used to losing. And, and the way that and they're finishing the season, you can't think indifferently about it. That's right. Like, yeah. You know, right. You, we need you to have change. To like real changes in the works for the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, you look at this loss. I mean, they they outgained them, right? As you as you pointed out. I mean, they had way more tackles for loss. They were in the backfield. Yeah. They were put, making negative plays against this Falcons team all day long. More first downs. I mean, every you look at the stats. Cardinals should have won this football game. Yep. Another mm-hmm. game that they just found a way to lose. It's it's re- it's almost impressive, to be honest with you. It's I, almost I look, impressive. It, yeah. All the work that they're it, putting in to to lose football games is it's unmatched. Is it as impressive <laughs> as underdog fantasy? Because I would argue it is not. Mm. Underdog fantasy is going to cure your ailment of year long fantasy drought. Like myself, Bo Brock. We have made the pivot from year-long fantasy where you're stuck. It's like you're stuck with this Cardinal team all year, but you can't just dabble on another team every day. You can't do that. Yeah, I keep your allegiance to the Cardinals, but on underdog fantasy, you can start anew every single day with an NBA team, an NFL team, pick up to six NBA players, no positional limits, and that is it. We've had great experience using underdog fantasy. If you heard about underdog fantasy, you will not be surprised by this phenomenal deal right now. Underdog Fantasy is going to double your first deposit up to $100. Again, put in 100 boom, you get out of 100 All you got to do, though, is use the promo code PHNX at underdogfantasy.com. Download the app today. Like, I don't know, will DeAndre Ayton hit the over or, excuse me, the higher four rebounds? Will David Blau make it to next week and hit the under for completion? We're going to find out the lower for completion, but you're going to find out at underdogfantasy.com using that promo code PHNX, Underdog Fantasy, get in on the action today. The hires, the lowers. I'm mm-hmm. going to hit the higher on per- furniture purchased at more furniture in 2023 for the Brock Ooh, household, Sanders household, Anderson, and venerable household. I know yes. you got you got to set up your guest room. You got the father-in-law coming in I, town? Well, yeah. My my parents are, are coming in, and I need some furniture. Yeah, you need, a, they you need more. Yeah, you can't furniture. be putting your parents <laughs> at their age on a futon any longer. That's you right. Get them in no, nice... he moves out. He gives them his bedroom. <laughs> nah, never, never. That's what you do. You give. You <laughs> Not give. the king in his castle Bro, now. yeah, that's yeah, what you get do. Air mattress, that's, a, that's called River. respect, Johnny. Maybe get a nice off. fleece blanket. Your dad is back. Can't take the waterbed another Y'all weren't raised right, bro. Y'all weren't raised right. furniture. Yeah, we were raised better than that. Put them on the waterbed. Go to more furniture. Take advantage of their white glove delivery for one more day. This is, I mean, what when when Cliff Kingsbury is sent back and he's he might want the white glove delivery or actually people to move him out and then Sean Payton to move him in with the white glove delivery. Set up his furniture or your furniture exactly like you'd like. And it's not going to cost you that much. Minimum church purchase just under two thousand bucks at nineteen ninety nine. But check out what more furniture has for you in the new year to pimp out your residence, your condo, wherever you may be staying. 
going to look nice. Thanks to More Furniture. Morefurniture.com. Cardinals play their season finale mercifully <clears throat> next Sunday in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers. Who is going to be playing? Give me one notable player and or coach that's going to be competing in their last game with the Cardinals next weekend. Last mm. game? Oh, uh, JJ Watt. Well, yeah. that's, that's an <laughs> outside name. of the obvious. I, I think we all agree. Cliff is in his last week. JJ Watt. Any other Cardinals that you think could be playing their last game? What What mm. about like a hidden pick, a draft pick now that maybe isn't you know too um, fond of the new coaching staff or maybe, vice versa? Maybe a guy like Kelvin Beecham who's been so good on and off the field. Yeah. Uh, I know Josh Jones had a tough game today. A couple penalties. Hudson Pugh. Yeah, I mean, Hudson, <clears throat> those guys are IR'd. There's some Garcia. still discussion that Hudson could potentially come back. That ain't happening. Trust me. Rodney's uh, got his sack of money running yeah. away from the facility as fast but as be possible. But Beecham, I mean, you, you got DJ under contract. He signed the extension this before the season. You got a, an up-and-coming tackle that you really need. You, I think you found out that he can play. Despite the penalties, and I think you probably he, he becomes your starting left or right tackle. Maybe you move DJ to the other side. I don't know, but I think Beecham, unless he wants to come back on a team friendly deal to be a backup, and I think he could go start elsewhere. I think we'll probably see the end of Calvin Beecham. Guys, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to go receivers. Obviously, I'm going to say Robbie Anderson, obviously, AJ Green, but dare we say D Hop? I'm out. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think, I think, DeAndre we say, it's, it's it's it, probably it, more likely he's off. If we don't, if we don't, if we don't flip, if we don't flip the script with the coaches. But I'm is not. it is it trade? I mean, are you trading them? For oh a, sure, yeah. You I mean, can you make, can get a date. What are you what are you, what are you what are you trying to get? DeAndre right? Hopkins to me has to be acquired for at least the top sixty pick next year, which is a starter, hopefully year one. Um, because again, the Cardinals that's thirty million dollars in cap space that they can move off their books. They can get somebody else in. in but we in saw the fold. this offense without them. right. Oh right. But you but you have to trust the vision of right, the new right. head coach sure. and the coaching sure. staff. If it's Cliff Kingsbury coaching this team, God help us all, you have to keep D-Hop. I told you, if, if, if Cliff's my guy, if he's coming back, I'm not. If I'm D-Hop's, I'm out. Without a doubt. <laughs> $30 million, $20 million, I'm out. I, cause it's, no, it I'll collect it. it, 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 it I'll collect that. I'm out. I think no, you can I'm make out. you can no, make the case to you keep the hop. You I'm can out. make the case for for moving off DeAndre Hopkins at 31 years old. I, business wise, you know, only guys named Larry Fitzgerald. Play Agreed. well beyond you know yeah. thirty for the most. Well, I mean, part. just at the end of the day, D Hop does. I mean, he has a little knickknacks, but at the end of the day, when you're on losing teams, you he's always been a find, consummate that guy. But, yeah. but he's been that guy, and he's been that guy. And so, but when you when you're on losing teams, man, you find little knickknack injuries to, to kind of they, they pop up for no reason. When you're on winning teams, man, everything feels okay. So you're beat. saying there's no coincidence that means they missed today. Well, today, no, I know when they told me David Blau, I was hurt. I got hurt <laughs> when David Blau. They told me David Blau was my quarterback. <laughs> Shit, like, I, don't, I don't know if I can come I in almost today, make it here today. I got hurt when they told me David Those Blau. Those hospital like, balls that we thought were coming. David they was, was like, blah, 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 blah. Right. When they told me on Friday, David Blau, I saw David Blau starting quarterback. I got hurt. I almost where, make it here Where would you Where wouldn't you mind seeing D-Hop play? Because well, he's a guy that you're going to root for listen, beyond. Can go in, in conference. So. Uh, once upon a time, this team traded a receiver of the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins to the Baltimore Ravens when they traded Anquan to Baltimore. Uh, mm. He went on to win a Super Bowl there. I, I yeah. think you rekindle those discussions and say, hey, Baltimore, Give us your two for DeAndre Hopkins. Give Lamar the number one wide receiver he's never had. Uh, I'm going to go Kansas City because they're going to have a later first round. I could see them potentially getting that. I do. I Kansas do think, City. I do think that the, we're not going to be able to look back at like the Amari Cooper. Look how good Amari Cooper's playing this year. You don't think Dallas was like a redo on that? Right. And they gave him away for a fifth rounder. I think even at 31, Hopkins' value, and I might be crazy, 
is still I agree. He like can reunite with first Watson in Cleveland. Yeah. But here's the problem. So we, our general manager's out. Mm-hmm. You don't know what, you know, if Agent's going to be the guy or Quinn Q is going to be the guy. And so we have to kind of – you don't know what the numbers are going to be like on the table for D-Hops if he says, look, I, like you said, they gave, they gave away one of the top guys for a fifth-round fifth pick, and Anquan is amazing. And so, apparently this organization doesn't have that problem when they have significant players mm-hmm. and they get to a certain amount of money or they reach a certain cap level. They, they have no problem trading yeah. those guys. We saw that with Aeneas, we saw that with, we saw that with Jameer Miller, we saw, saw it with David Johnson. Brown, David Johnson. Yeah. So, and we got a plethora of names we can keep naming. When it comes to that, so I think there's a there's a number that they they will stop at, but to re- remove them off the books and to open up the pocket for maybe some younger guys, I think the Cardinals have no problem with, it's, with moving D Hop. It's Bo, you said it beautifully during the broadcast. Like it's a win win for both teams. Whoever gets D Hop, you're excited, you're fired up, you feel like he's the missing piece for your offense for mm-hmm. the Cardinals. You're playing the long game, trying to rebuild this roster that that's paper thin right now. Yeah, and again. Uh, if Kyler Murray's not going to be ready to go for the start of next year, then is that four to six Guys. weeks that you're wasting D-Hop? But what I have to throw at you, we, we've seen the league every week, and we see how important it is to score points. Not having a clear-cut number one. Yeah. Like well, not having – Go get yeah. one in the draft. Go find one. Do something this this franchise under Steve Kime has never been able to do. From Hakeem Butler, Andy Isabella, Rondell Moore now. You know who go find an impact receiver. Guy named Sean Payton. Oh, he was able to hey. draft and develop some guys. Tumbo. Marcus Colston, Mike yeah. Thomas became the slot king. He was a second round pick out of Ohio State. I mean, he was able to draft it. I mean, it took a quarterback playing at a really high level as well. But you know, be able to draft guys and develop them. It's it's been something that's you've been too far in between drafting and developing guys. I think yeah. what we saw today. I didn't. I thought Hollywood Brown put together a pretty decent game. You know, catching passes from David Blau can be a compliment to somebody. If you get somebody big and physical, it can kind of compliment what Marquise is doing. Yeah, you gotta like it. You gotta be forward thinking with it in this league. Hollywood brings a lot to the table. When we had him on draft day and the switcheroo that we did with the first round draft pick, I was I was kind I was really disappointed with that because I thought, you know, we had we had done a really good job of scouting. You had to do it though. Well, and and I'm and I'm okay with that. Watching him play, watching what he's been able to do, because prior to that, he had hamstring issues. But that that is he better than what they've had? I think Christian Kirk. He's probably a little bit better than I, Christian. I, well, here, here's the difference. I don't. I don't think that we got a chance to see him play with his quarterback as long as we saw Christian Kirk play with Kyler Murray. I, we, when, and, when Hollywood but, started <laughs> the year, he was really good. <laughs> I love Hollywood. I think, but Christian Kirk was a dog. No, you know he is. We, yeah. we, we, another thousand yard receiver over in Jacksonville. <clears throat> but our mentality is that I believe that HB brings a lot to the table. Like he's seven hundred yards, yeah, a little bit shy, not playing. But again, guy perfect been, number two, yeah. Kirk Agreed. just hit a thousand yards Two for the to first one. time in the season. It was his year five. Hollywood Catches hit his year three. But again, you got, yeah, but does. you got, we got, you got to look again. This is the this is the conversation we have when you look at not being in a consistent system that mm-hmm. that finds a way to feature you, you or just, feature guys. I just Hollywood was never featured in that Ravens offense. It was a run first. Offense. Yeah, it was, but he still mm-hmm. got a thousand. Mm-hmm. I just want new. I That's want new difference. players. I want new coaches. I want new GMs. I want new uniforms. <laughs> and again, I, we preached about it all week. This this fan base that is starved for a winner that's been scorned by this administration Johnny, and coaching are you, staff. Are you okay being patient though? I was just about to say, yeah, hell yeah, I can. I want to. Uh, how many times did this staff with Vance Joseph fumble the talents of young players mm. to watch shit play on the field for just veterans that had no future with this team? I'm sorry. Like I, I am all for 
you you take your lumps and you and you're getting young guys snaps and we can see the silver line. This fan base is smart, smarter than everybody gives them credit for. Like I I don't even think Michael Bidwell realizes this. Like if you clean house and you start a bunch of rookies next year and young players alike and you have a little bit of trouble, you can say, okay, I'm looking at the box score. That player jumped off the screen to me. I see the progress that they're making. You're trending up, right? You gotta be. You can't be afraid to do what like the Seahawks did this year. It's like we play all of our rookies, and they're gonna have yeah. some tough times. But you know what? We've seen enough progress now where they should explode in 2023. That's never the case. Dre McBride. That's why we're fired up. It's really the first rookie draft pick, especially offensively in the Kingsbury era, that has had momentum going into year two. Everybody else is just like, well, we kind of know what we have with mm -hmm. with this player, but we didn't get enough playing time. They didn't see enough snaps. Like. Isaiah Simmons, I'll never forget this. I've talked about this before. Like after the 2020 season, Michael Bidwell came out with a video and, and touted star players like Byron Murphy and Isaiah Simmons. They barely played that year. They mm -hmm. tried to manufacture something that wasn't there. And I will never put it on the players. I will 100%, even with my guy Rondell Moore, put it on this coaching staff. Mm -hmm. You got to get a coaching staff that is young player friendly. And even if that comes with losses initially, there's a plan to be made. There's not a plan, Bo playing one year veteran free agent journeyman players yeah. lose games. It's just it's I can't stomach it anymore. Right. It doesn't prepare you for the long haul at all. It just is kind of putting a, a patch on a sinking ship, on a sinking boat, right? And it's not mm -hmm. big enough. It's just gonna eventually it's I don't gonna fill you know up Vance's defense. You're not any good. Right. Exactly. And it, it seems like it's coaches that have been backed into a corner that they feel like on a play to play basis they can't they can't have a guy just kind of fail. Right. And, and, and you know, learn from his mistakes. They need guys who can just be out there, even if it's a mediocre NFL, like, uh, but, but maybe not even above replacement caliber player. Yeah, I mean, it's, hey, look, it's Ben Neiman. Well, they, ben Neiman they didn't have started, a lot of depth, he played guys. in all these games, they didn't have and a lot we of never depth. say his name. He doesn't make an impact, but, on he, but, he, on but he probably impresses the hell out of Vance right. Monday through Friday. And I don't give two shits about that. And they have done a disservice to Zavin and Isaiah for not playing them 100 percent of the snaps as rookies because they thought. Foolishly, like we're gonna win this year, and we can't have the defense Guys. be a liability. Blah blah blah. But but you say that, but then you get out, you see them out there earlier on in the year, and they were getting worked, and you understood worked. why worked, worked against Kansas City and all the teams that had tight well, ends and Isaiah the ability be to run the ball. Slot corner, that's a bunch of garbage. What I mean, he runs K a four Kelsey, three. Yeah. I mean, if it works, if it works I mean, me fair, yeah, fair. But but my point is, is that when you're getting worked consistently, their jobs are on the line, yeah. right? They yeah. want to be competitive. You got to think that these coaches want to win. And I'm Johnny. I'm not sticking. I mean, I'm not bad you or Bo's point, I absolutely agree with you, but I guarantee a guy like Neiman, he's a guy that they can count on on special teams because you need him there, right? The game that nobody talks about, mm -hmm. you know, the, the kick game, and then he's probably a reliable backup, and then when you have injuries coupled with that, that's why he ends up on the field, right? You don't expect him to hear his number called, but those that's why those guys stay in the league because they're smart, they don't make mistakes, and the coaches know that they can count on them. I think that what's more glaring is when you got a guy like Isaiah Simmons or, or, or uh, Zayvon Collins where the expectation is huge and you see them playing and they just want – it's all about process. We talk about this analysis by uh, – paralysis by ana analysis, mm -hmm. right? They're thinking too much. It slows them down, especially when you see a guy that they're big, fast, and strong and they just can't play at that high level. We've seen glimpses from both those players, right? We saw game-changing plays by both Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, but it, I think what it was – we didn't have a lot of depth on the D-line to help them out, and it wasn't consistent. Yeah. So to have those two negatives, like that's what the situation that we're in right now yeah. as a ball club. Let's play. Let's continue this game. I, I, as far as we we asked the players, 
as far as which players are we seeing playing their final game in an Arizona Cardinals uniform against the Niners next week. Vance Joseph, is this his final game? Is 100%. Because even if there's a glimmer of hope for Cliff Kingsbury, Vance's defense has not been good enough this year. And again, I am not here saying that that Cliff deserves his job more than Vance. He doesn't. He's been worse than Vance. I would argue most of his tenure here in Arizona. But, I mean, Cliff would only secure his title based on the fact that you just extended him. Vance would be the unofficial, sacrificial lamb in that scenario, and which would be wrong. It would be time staying over Steve Wilkes 2.0. You'd have to clear house for everybody. So, uh, You know, I, I would say that this year I would say Vance probably was, he has played probably six rookies. Throughout, I mean, that's D line, D line, secondary, about six rookies, mm -hmm. and had to and had to play them, and had like literally had to play them. So, I mean, yeah, if if I'm Vance, if there's two part two parts, mm -hmm. I want to see these guys develop. I recognize the talent of these guys. Um, I think Zayvon Collins is going to be absolutely special in the NFL uh, once he figures out how to, how how it works out. Zayvon yeah. Isaiah. These guys are going to be special. Yeah. Maje is going to be special. Our D-line, any of those guys that played D-line this year, they got a chance to hang out with J.J., got a chance to see what, what it really That's takes what it to be a like. pro. Those guys are absolutely going to be fabulous. We watched that today in display. We saw Thomas. We saw Thompson. We saw we saw Maje. We saw these guys actually play at a high level. Week 16. <laughs> There's another week on the table. So, But I don't think Vance is going to be here only because of that. I think he's, Vance is going to be going with the whole staff. But I think that he would want to be here um, only to watch those guys develop. But in truth, watching the way the organization have run it the last three, four years, if I'm Vance, I want to be out. I'm going to give you a hot take right now Ooh. of a player that I think could be gone. You think about somebody that they have to pick up his fifth-year option or decide upon that, a new coaching staff, new regime entirely that did not draft him. I think Isaiah Simmons could be shot this offseason. I have, I have no sourcing on that, uh, but I, I think – if the new DC's like he's a tweener, I, he doesn't fit what I want to do. You ship him to a team that had a high draft pick on him, a high draft grade, I should say. Again, I I think it, I think Zaven is much more your prototypical NFL linebacker, and I think he'll seamlessly integrate to what you want to do as the next regime. But Simmons, to me, like I just that pick was a time special, and and he's not found a, a, a full time position. And you could say that's a mistake. It's going to be Hassan Reddick 2.0, .0, and you might Without be right. You might be right, without a doubt. But I, but I, I think there's a chance that he he could he could get moved this offseason because of the the price tag that you're gonna have to pay him as, as a top ten pick and the money that's gonna continue to go up. Picking up a fifth year option basically guarantees now he's gonna be in your plans the next two years. It, look, you don't I, roll your eyes. You roll your eyes <laughs> just, at me. I think if you're if you're if you're you think you're worth a shit, and it is a coach, and you see a player the caliber that has the. The ability of Isaiah Simmons, you're like, no, you're you're not trading that guy. There you know, have been linebackers. I could get the most from him. Yeah, I could get the exactly. Most from if you think if you're worth the shit as a coach, you you view him as somebody that you can turn around his career. I, I would say the only I, I would say everything's on the table. I agree uh, with that. In terms of if you get a new GM, you get a new head coach. I think that they're going to go down that roster and vet and audit and see, hey, what do we do well? What fits our system? I think if that's a turnover. Everything's on the table, including D Hop, including Zaven or you know Isaiah. However, they fall in because it all has to fit with what they do, right? So you're taking that chance when you bring in an unknown, and y'all you have to look at like what play, who did well. Mm -hmm. And I think going into the seat, you know, going what is it four and eleven, four and whatever, four and twelve, whatever their record is, there wasn't a lot of good. 
I mean, we got some young yeah. talent like Maja Sanders, Cam Thomas, okay, Trey McBride, you know, Greg Dortch, you know, players that you wouldn't necessarily unconventionally think that are were stars. And that's not where you want it because you want your draft picks to do well and you want your key players to do well, guys like Kyler Murray. And it's, that Simmons, didn't happen this year. It's Simmons a, isn't Andy Isabella. He's a, not an undersized not, wide receiver. But it's a position. He's 6'4", he's 230, he runs a 4'4". Runs a four, four. He's a freak. Your quarterback is making over $40 million. Not next year. I'm, all I'm saying is. He's like 7% of your but salary. But you're going to have to make assumptions about Simmons being part of your future in the now and you're going to have to tie guaranteed money to it's him. It's year four for Simmons. You, you, you do, pick up his fifth year you option? pick up your fifth year option. So that's two years. So you got him guaranteed. under contract. Yeah, you got him under contract for two years and it's not going to be a big issue for you. You got a guy that you yeah. think that you can harness that type of athleticism uh, you know, we see Fangio who's tied to Sean You've seen enough of his uh, potential ability to not not, 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 not to How chunk he, a four. He stood up Derrick Henry four. last year at the goal line. He's, he, he, I mean, he, he makes he, plays. He's seen enough. Advanced, he, but he also he gets plays made This is why I agree with. Like, I, I, think, I think he's a good NFL player, but I don't think with the price tag that he's going to be paid or maybe asked for, I, I don't know if you can. Easy said the same thing about Hassan Reddick. No, Hassan yeah, Reddick before he left Arizona. had 12 and a half sacks before he left. If Isaiah Simmons uh, as a Pro Bowl linebacker his first two next years, year, though, but his first first two to three years were, were terrible. If you were talking about Hassan Reddick right now at this point in terrible. Isaiah Simmons' Thank career, you, you, you said you're saying see ya. Sayonara. They didn't even pick up his fifth year option. But he's a pass rusher. What is Isaiah? What even is Isaiah? But that's, that's, that's the problem. I think you that's have to on make the coach. That determination. Yeah. yeah, you have to say, hey, man, you know what? But you he need, didn't really have a position need, coming out of college, though. Nobody really knew it. And so that's when that's when oh, DA that, that's that's that, but that's but that's when DA talked about that that's when DA said the difference between you know being a general manager and drafting you know the best available and not drafting what your team needs is the difference. You cannot sit in here and say, I want a top, I want a top four pick, top five pick. And the, and the guy this walks in and says, well, we're just drafting have? the best available. He won the game in Vegas. This is, you can't, can't this is, do it. This is going to come off He makes game-changing plays. I'm not he had a game-changing play though, but against not, Vegas. We know he had a game-changing play against the Vikings. He had Dallas. a game-changing play. Dallas, yeah, Dallas last year. He got, ben- he got benched after the opener? Yeah, but in, year, the same th- in year three? But that's that's on Vance. That's on Vance and Cliff. Okay. So how much... Emphasis are you putting on this coaching staff for Simmons kind of lack of just mess with the easy. NFL career? I think just like 60%. 60-40? That's probably about fair. Yeah. I, I, the coaching staff versus, versus Isaiah. Yeah. 60-40? 60 coaching staff, 40 against Isaiah. Nah, 80-20. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely for the I'm definitely for the player. He has a lot of t- you drafted him because he has an athletic ability and a skill set. You need to make a determination. Well, where should he be? You, well, from what you see, and where should he be? What I see, I see he should be he should be a defensive end. And you need to teach him how to get around that edge. You, Balk him up. You you balk edge. You balk him up. No, not linebacker. Because what? <clears throat> you don't. You balk him up. You put some weight he on no him. No one knows what to do. You balk him up. That's the problem. So <laughs> yeah, Jay, no, 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 I promise. We do. If he came on the show, I would have. Hey, I would have been. Here's super the nice difference. Watch what are we here. playing a four three now? Long. He, he has long arms and he has speed. He, need, he needs and he's ranging. A Sam or or Will in a four three. Is defense. a Sam or Will linebacker uh, worth? That pick though? No, I, I, I'm gonna no, say no. They're fucking well, not. We, 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 well, 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 we need. Well, 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 yeah, yeah. But where yeah. did Levante David and, and if, the if other using them, if uh, linebacker? Levante David White? was a se- yeah. White, where'd they go? They went. Devon White went top ten. Levante David was a second round pick. Devon White 
is a much better football player than Isaiah Simmons. It well, is not close. Well, he, he, okay. Devon White is, is in a specific position. But exactly, I'm saying we're talking go. about developing him. I say if you grab him, he's six foot four. He runs a four three. I'm sorry, and he's got long arms and long legs. You put weight on him and let him get around the edge. You teach him how to get around the edge. That's all you do. You tell him how to get around the edge. What was uh, Dwight Freeney? Is how tall? I wait. Six foot. Six foot. And how, Six thank foot you. One. So what are we talking about? And all he did was drop his shoulder. I am not ready edge. to bail on him. I want to stay with another you, coaching you, you, staff, but you're going to know. I'd still stand him up. I still put him at outside. You're going to know. But, but I'm going to put him on the line. More like Alden Smith than, sorry, like, than, than Dwight I agree. Free. Yeah, I agree. More We're going to know there. pretty quick next year if he's a bust or not. Because if a second staff gets their hands on him and he still is not consistent enough, then you're just like. You think you're worth a lick as a coach. You want Isaiah Simmons on? You're going for they're they're running a four three next year. Believe it. If 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 he's my guy, and, now if they get and, Big Fangio, go, go, if I got to go three four defense, so. he's my outside guy, and he's bringing the edge. I want to be Jalen Carter speed around the, the corner. You speed got, around the corner. Yeah. Is 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 how how big is he compared to Maje Sanders? I would. They're about the same about size. The same size. So then, Maje's what are we talking about? Maje's six five, and he's not a fat, and he's not faster. I'm with you. So I would, I would if Maje Sanders, Sanders can do the same, if Maje, and Maje Sanders just he's a DN, he's an edge rusher, and so you're telling me he's I outside can't, linebacker. Does anybody saying, think that Isaiah Simmons is a slot same corner? Thing. Real quick, not no, a slot definitely corner. Definitely not. Should be one. That's a fire. You should be one. That's a fire. No, 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 And that's where we put it. Four three, bro. You got to be able to switch them. Four three, but he's only played football. He don't have enough football timeline. He he played back. He only played football. His his sophomore year in, in high school, and then he then sophomore, senior, then he went oh, to Clemson in two years. He was out. Oh you yeah, getting love oh, in the yeah. chat, Frank. Oh yeah, B yeah. saying exactly, I, Frank. I, I, Fantastic I was, I was analysis. Frank's, got, Frank's yeah. got Isaiah in his back pocket. Look, I want as I'm saying, what what's your boy? What is a Pearson Pearson over at Dallas? Uh, oh, no, Mike Parsons. Parsons. Mike Parsons. Yeah. What what does he look like? A dog. What does he look like? <laughs> I, I said what he played like. Six four, two fifty, probably. He, He's he, doing it. He is an ass put, put more weight. Put a little more weight on your boy. Man, he got dog. And you, but you teach him. You put a little Arsenal's more weight on your Fangio, boy. Fangio, if he comes to town, again, needs to put Isaiah Simmons on a, a beefed up diet. That's what I would do. This, this I, is yeah. what I would do with him. He's on my look. I'm Make at, him the next. I'm on PlayStation Smith. and murdering people. That's all I'm saying. I'm at home with PlayStation and murdering the, people. I like off it. the field. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I, all right, I threw a, I threw a time bomb on that. I apologize. I, I don't think Isaiah Simmons is going anywhere, but I think. That's one of the more polarizing players that we're going to have to watch for. What you need to watch for yeah. is the fine work of Howard Balzer at gophnx.com. The Arizona Cardinal beat reporter for PHNX. Slam that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-L-R-D. Become a diehard. We've got the big event coming up with Four Peaks mm -hmm. January 13th. You can get money off of that if you become a diehard. It's just under, I believe, 80 bucks for the entire year. Get a free hat and or T-shirt every year you're a diehard. Hang out in the exclusive member Discord. We're going to be doing a lot of yelling and screaming in the Discord over the course of the offseason. Mm. So you want to come and check that out. You also want to check out our friends at Burrito Express hooking up the office this mm. past week. I almost ate a, a week-old burrito today, <laughs> and only because it came from Burrito Express. Buy a, a $25 Burrito Express gift card, and you get a free burrito. Wow. So you go in, you buy a gift card for friends and family, and you say, oh, please give me a free burrito. Uh, it is on free burritos for Burrito Express right now. Head on, on over to your nearby location. They are one of my favorite partners that we have. I've never had a bad meal at Burrito Express. No, it's, it's, it's not tough. We got one more week. One more week of the season. Uh, a week from Monday is Black Monday, January 9th. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, are we watching the final days of Cliff Kingsbury as the Arizona uh, Cardinals head yes. coach? Hell yes. It's over for Cliff.
that I mean, it's been over for Cliff for some time. Now the record is going to match the futility that this Cardinal fan base has had to live with. And Cliff, he's going to be a rich man. He can take some time off, but it is time to start anew. I just hope now we've talked about LA. Is he going to become McVay's office? I don't care about that. I don't give a shit about that. Where's what I care about? (laughs) I want to see Michael Bidwell approach Bo Brock and the rest of the media, but mm-hmm. Bo, Bo's going to be in the front row at that press conference always Monday on Black. Uh, he does, he gives these the elbows before, to yeah. the old school media in Arizona. This mm-hmm. is Bo Brock. He's yeah. getting the front row seat, and he's going to look Michael Bidwell in the eye. And Michael Bidwell needs to come out. Wait, what am I saying? And have No, you're not going to say anything. You got your pen and paper ready to go. Michael Bidwell needs to have a plan, uh-huh. and the plan needs to be executed. I'm giving Michael Bidwell two weeks from the start of Black Monday to have a GM and a head coach. If we're sitting around at the end of January screwing and fucking around, then we're being left at the altar. We, we're, we're left without a prom date, and we're going to have to settle for yeah. a Ben Johnson. Yeah, you're getting Ben Johnson. You're getting Mike Kafka. You're getting I'm going to get Kingsbury Mike Kafka all over this floor. Get, I'm going to throw up. Yeah, you're going to get uh, you're going <laughs> to get another unknown. You're not going to get a proven commodity. So you're going to get Frank Reich, uh, who's not an unproven retreads. commodity. Yeah, no retreads. No retreads, retread. please. No retreads and no first-time head coaches, I'll take please. Frank Reich. Offensive coordinator with D'Amico Ryan. That's that's not a bad consolation prize, but yep, yep. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to get creative because you're on Plan C have if you we, drag your feet. Have we set ourselves up for disappointment? Because everybody yeah. keeps yelling and screaming like Cardinal fans. You don't get your hopes up. You're not getting Sean Payton. You're not getting Jim Harbaugh. This is the Cardinals. Or are these conversations that we have to have to raise the expectations of this franchise? I would go with the latter. I think if you let them. Put their guard down and say, well, no one expects anything of us. We've never hired a big-time head coach. We're just we're going to go through the motions. You've got to keep the pressure on if you're this fan base and demand Sean Payton, demand Jim Harbaugh. Well, I, Johnny, I think in the, the the social media environment that we live in now, all those points you just made are magnified, mm-hmm. right? And yep. people talk about that. And Michael, I'm sure he pays attention to the local and national media, right? So mm-hmm. all those things happen. I mean, a smart man would look at it like, hey – like we've been relatively, we've been effective certain years, right? Like you mm-hmm. want to keep what you did well, but as of late, we need to turn things around and do something new. And for me, is it going to be like a, a one shot? Like, hey, Sean Payton or bust? It but should could, be. It should be. Or I mean, if that's a case, if you don't get Sean Payton, do you stay with Cliff? You stay with Jim Harbaugh. You work your way down. <laughs> you have. You, it's just like the draft board. You have a big board of head Fair coaches, enough. and okay. you work your yeah. way down. You cannot. So you say, regardless, me, Johnny, get a new coach. Yeah, sure. Oh, of course, Cliff's gone. Okay. You have a private jet. You have okay. big time funds that come in from that stadium, which was fantastic. I was at the Fiesta Bowl yesterday. It's first class. Everything about the franchise, other than the football product, is first class. You've got money to spend. You can't buy a PJ Frank Sanders and then write a little bitch check for three million dollars <laughs> for for a second or third tier head coach. I'm sorry. You want to play with the big boys right. in the NFC yeah. West. Yeah. It's got to be 10, 15, 17 million dollars a year for well, an elite. Well, Pay a premium for a premium. Well, what's great is when you have podcasts like this in social media, as you mentioned, it, it forces an owner like Michael Bidwell who, attention. Uh, to pay attention absolutely and and feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I'm sure he felt very uncomfortable the past offseason sure. when he was staring down given the kind of money to a franchise quarterback. It doesn't matter who it is. It's yeah. just, you know, that's that's an investment that's that's got to make a guy like Michael Bidwell or anybody who's writing the check. Well, to, Bo, to your point, that's why we saw the clause. Yeah. I well, mean, that's yeah. why, that's yeah. why the clause. Yeah, act like yes. an idiot. Yeah. That's why the clause was in there. Mm-hmm. But, that, but, that, but that shows that that tells you by putting a clause in the number one, in your number one quarterback, dragging this thing out all the way into the end of the season, knowing you still, if you, if you thought or you wanted to pay him, 
someone convinced you, Mike, to do that. That this was the right thing to do, probably, and or not you're, you're trying to be too smart. I mean, well, at the end, it's, you don't have to be too smart. He's, he's, you think somebody convinced that, Michael? This, this the equivalent of that numbers. clause can't exist when you're negotiating with Sean Payton. Oh, right. Right. You'll get fucking but, laughed but out the building. Is, this is the comp. That's so. Now we go back to the point that says, you, you. That's not what you really wanted to do. Someone convinced you, and the Steve Kime could have convinced him, or or Steve? your boy, somebody could have convinced him that hey, you you really need to do this because. This is what's taking place right now. You got you got $40 million quarterbacks on the table right now, so you, you have to do that. You were convinced, and now you look back like, man, this was some bull. Even maybe giving you a new contract, Steve, or giving Cliff a new contract. The Bidwells don't move fast. They don't, they don't, they don't, they're not flashy. They don't go for the flashy. Hell, they had a chance to get Peyton Manning and they and they let him walk right on by. They don't go flashy. Name another, name another flashy person they ever brought in here. I would wait. And the only the only fl- two flashy people they ever Smith. brought. No, he was done. Done. JJ? They brought JJ in with mm-hmm. maybe two, three years left, and JJ been hurt the three years prior to that. Denny he never Green. finished the season. Carson Palmer. Denny. They brought Denny Green. So Denny Green. Carson was Palmer. Palmer was kind of washed, and he was already in another stage. But he came back. Y'all are some saying, haters, bro. You're no, 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 no. I'm not saying. In Carson, he ain't retired. He, he was done. And then your boy Kurt Warner was done. They, they, I'm saying so. Denny Green, give us the Denny us Green. The they brought Denny Green in, and Denny Green wanted all power, all authority, Good. and they gave it to him. Good, and then they got rid of Denny ASAP Rocky. They got Larry Fitzgerald though. I'm saying, but they got rid of Denny Green ASAP Rocky. They will never do that again. They will never operate on giving dad. some. That was they will the never. They will not give Bill anyone Bidwell. that power. I'm saying I'm not to my names. I'm talking about guys that were official. Here's where I'm going to disagree with why this is different. I just don't see I don't see Because you have Kyler Murray now, and you can't piss away this contract extension. You have to get a coach that can match Kyler Murray and get him to the level of greatness that we all expected Cliff Kingsbury to get him to. You Because this is not a gut job in the sense that, like, clean slate, Houston style. Mm. You've got Kyler Murray. You're going to pay Kyler Murray, Michael Bidwell. Like, that money's not going away. Even if you tried to move him... In an offseason or two, you're going to have dead money that's going to go to Kyler Murray and his people. So I would say, if I'm investing that much in Kyler Murray, wouldn't I want the best coach, quarterback yeah. coach, to come in here, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, yeah. and get the most out of Kyler Murray? And that's Murray? what I mean. That's you but keep, I don't, I don't, you keep I just, him uncomfortable. I just, I just don't want him to think. I think I this is, and I love my, I mean, I love the bit worlds. I love them as a, as a person, as people, as people have lunch outside. with you guys. No, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've done enough conversation. Michael Bidwell is a good person. But when you watch, but when you just watch, how they operate. The operation doesn't come. There's 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 four levels at the organization. The both can speak to this. There's there's a real top tier level that only only four or five people hang out at. Then there's the regular level where the, where the business people and and management and marketing handle that. The second level is where the players go and then you have the basement. That's what they have at the organization. What happens at the fourth level mm-hmm. never communicates to the third level. They're two. They're just. just they're, they're, they're different. They do stuff different, and he will never give that control up again. To tell me what to do, who to do, and, and who to but get. He doesn't he know just, what to do right but now. But I, I can't say. I mean, but that it doesn't matter. It's my team. I think right. Mike <laughs> operates on that level. It's my team. It's my it doesn't team, matter. Bro. It's, it's my team. team. We yeah. own the car. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. How has that worked out for him? Right. Hey, I, you know, I've as been far as a couple times. It's not there. It we're making bread. We're doing good. We're, I mean, it's hard. We've seen it in Dallas. The same. We've seen it play out. Like, but they've gone big though. They've gone after you know Bill Parcells. They say, okay, did that work? Well, they got to the playoffs, and here's the thing. 
Michael, I think, is in the most vulnerable spot he's ever been. I agree with yeah. that, Because Johnny. he, for the longest time, get because the stadium belt, out, as far go as four, three, Super Bowl. Two, he's had a lot of goodwill with this fan base. We've This is the theme of the next two weeks. He is on the precipice now of being lumped in with his late father. Not as a person, but as the president and owner of the Arizona Cardinals. Once a bid will, always a bid will. He can put out that fire right now and say, Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, you're running the show. And or just or just standing, a clear. You, you can't, standing you, ovation from the fan base. But if if he goes back to cheap and they go back to consistently losing mindset of bringing in ex-coordinator, keeping Cliff Kingsbury, you're looking at Bill Bidwell 2.0. And For this sure. fan base I mean, is ready to plunge hey, guys, Is Sean Payton watching film with Michael Bidwell no. every week? Is but he, he wouldn't that? ask him to. I don't think, I don't he, think would he would care. ask him because to. I think each whoever the the play is that callers part of are, delegating the no. play callers are able to kind of he didn't dress do that. up whatever they show up on film. That they with him. I don't think Peyton would mind that. I think there's some scenarios there. Yeah, you want to watch well. me kick the shit out of somebody else again? Let's <laughs> let's look at this recap where I undress the Seahawks defensive coordinator for four quarters. That that's that's what you would get. And then Michael would be like, okay, this is probably a waste of our time. I I really enjoyed the win yesterday, Sean. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate all that revenue stream that's coming in. Instead of Cliff Kingsbury, one home win in 15 months. But it's time to stop being so against the grain, right? It's time to maybe get a team president in here, have another person you can collaborate with and delegate, you know, different yeah. things that, that just, you the, see the, successful organizations. And that's concerning. That's yeah, got to I mean, be concerning it, as a fan. As a, as, as, but we know it's funny. As a player in the locker room, we were like that. But we had no control of nothing. We had no yeah. control. You know, players don't have control of any of the conversations on who's going to get contracts, who's not going to get contracts, who we signed, who we're not signing, who we bring, who we're not bringing in. You might, you might get a question on, hey, what do you think about Da? You think he, you know, where he can, what, what do you know about him? What, what guys you know about him? You might hear those questions, but at the end of the day, all, I, and I, all we want is the win. We want a, we want a competent, competitive team that can get on the field week in and week, week out that deserves our time, our attention, and our money that we put together. That, that you're literally, that you're really investing in this team. We're investing in this team. And I'm just saying, when we look at the history of this team and the organization, they move at a different pace than we do. They don't move how we move or how the media tells them to move. Mike does stuff, and he does stuff different. I just, I just. It would be but, one thing if it was successful. I, I'm tired of this organization agree, and this fan base being, the, you know, th that can be that, undeniably skeptical, skeptical of the moves or the lack of moves that they make in the offseason, the way they approach the draft or how they approach training camp and who's not going to play in the preseason. If if they were playing this, like, against the grain, outside-the-box approach, it better fucking work, and it hasn't worked. I agree. I agree. And this podcast <laughs> is going to hold them accountable until the end of the line. And, man, we're reaching the end of the line here with the 2022-2023 season. The last week... Black Monday, Black Week leading up to Black Monday, gentlemen. Uh, it's it's going to be probably the most unpredictable offseason in recent memory. The final game, we assume, for Cliff Kingsbury. Kime's been gone. No one knows where the hell he is. But what, as far as what Austin's saying, I think it, that's changing as well. So Bo had a chance to kind of talk to yeah. Josh. And, I mean, I think Josh. I think just the way the things, a lot's changed. We talked to Josh two weeks ago, right? And they've, there's been mm. two more losses. Mm -hmm. I think Josh is is uh, changing the. Is, it's possible. Is, it's no, possible. There's no a change one in there. should survive four and thirteen and one home win. Heads are gonna roll. It, it's gonna be. But you know what? We're gonna be positive when the off season begins because again, we ask for change. Change is coming. This podcast is gonna change for the better this year for PHNX Cardinals 3.0. We're in our third year. We're so excited to join you. 
along this ride. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcasts. It speaks to the passion of this fan base to watch this team week in and week out. We got over 200 people hanging out, ready to talk some Cardinal football. You got the big picture in mind, so do we. Be sure to like this video, subscribe, help share this video around the YouTube algorithm, the metaverse, whatever the hell you want to call it. We are back tomorrow, Monday. We're working. We're having a a Monday show. Bo's going to be out at Cliff Kingsbury's press conference. We're going to be breaking down the final week of Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals, presumably. But in the meantime, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson, Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, Black Monday week has arrived. We'll be there.